Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was now finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. And we're joined by... Andre! Woohoo, we did it! Once again. Guys, today's episode, it's President's Day. Yes. It's an important day in American history because today we honor all presidents, even Warren G. Harding. Oof, that's rough. Is that actually true? Do we honor all presidents on President's Day or is it just George Washington and Abraham Lincoln? No, I think basically what happened was we got two out of the, what are we at now? 49? How many presidents? I don't think are so. <laughs> what are we at? I think Four, it's 46. 46? 46. 46? We got 47? We got two out of the 40 whatever, their birthdays being wait, wait. close enough together. Is Joe Biden officially president? Like, are we all, <laughs> all, all, all Trump's still president? Because <laughs> that changes whether it's 46 or 47, I think, right? Wow. Wasn't Obama 45? I just said 40-something. No, no, no. Trump, Trump was 45, and I think he technically conceded when he said that he would be both the 45th and the 47th president. <laughs> That's true. That counts as a concession speech. You're right. Well, anyway. It's a little late, but, you know, he got it in. <laughs> anyway, guys, so we were planning for President's Day to do an episode on penises and anuses. And I've been trying to convince Sean to do an episode on this for, like, literally years because I'm a men's rights activist, all right? And penis is very important to me, all right? Well, okay, um, hold on. So just and to be they clear, seem very boring we, to you. We did an episode involving uteruses, right? Just involve a specific disease that had uteruses involved. Uteruses said, are not a disease, Sean. Said, they're, they're being a woman, and you all said, right? You sexist. To be fair to men, we need to now talk about penises. And yeah. penises are not the same as uteruses. And that, exactly. That's why we need their own subject. We need a quota. That's great. For penises. That's great. Well, look, <laughs> you got me all riled up. The whole point of this was for me to apologize to you because, because I will say I was very reticent to do an episode about dongs, right? Because I was like, there's no way I can fill up an entire episode with just penis talk, right? Because it's like, what, what is it? It's just spongy. Either you get some blood in there. It's engorged. But then it turns out, when you really delve into the penis, yes. there's actually a kind of remarkable... We can't even fit it in one episode. It's, it's not going to fit in one episode. It's more than 30 minutes long. Yeah. Right? And uh, you might be wondering why is Andre on this. It's because Andre has an intimate penal history. Wait, Nathan, you measure your penis in length of time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My penis is no more than two minutes. <laughs> well, yes, yes. So, so... <laughs> Andre has a very particular penile history because I think <laughs> all three of the dudes currently speaking on this episode have at least had a passing experience with penis. <laughs> <laughs> My penis is going to be famous after this episode. Yes, that's true. That's and, true. Well, yes. That's so, true. Uh, Sean and I are just late stage circumcised, whereas Andre's penis, you, you guys are in for a treat. Yes. Yeah. Later, yeah. because as I've mentioned to both of you guys off air, yeah. Andre's dick is supposed to be in episode two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre's dick is so long, it's at least 30 minutes. <laughs> Great. Well, look, 
not all of the episodes are gonna be this infantile. So we're gonna, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, right, it's so very manly. Let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and stop with everything you're saying, <laughs> and then let's go ahead and get into this episode. Right. President's Day: colon dicks. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were saving ass for a different episode. Excellent. That's true, too. President Saint Colin, dicks part one, later on part two dicks, later on assholes. Excellent. Because <laughs> anuses are also good. Let's get into it. <laughs> So Sean has a tendency to overthink things. His first <laughs> section is called "What is a penis?" Yes, look, um, we actually need to talk about this. No, no. What's interesting to me is like you wrote in the notes that this is seems overthinking, but I'll concede I've seen nanometer to full meter dongs, and so to me the whole notion of a penis is itself a construct. Like you I'm, saw a full meter dong. I want to deconstruct a penis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's talk what a penal penis really is. Yes. I think that that's actually a fair thing to do because I think many human beings have now, you know, they have some kind of passing understanding of a human penis. Yeah. But there's an entire animal kingdom out there. A good number of it has penis. So what is actually kind of the defining characteristics of penis, right? right. Do bacteria have penises? Not really, no. Because I feel like viruses, don't they have pulli or something? Don't they have like javelins that they shaft stuff with? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, but yeah, bacteria Isn't that basically also, a dick. Bacteria also have uh, sex pili and everything. Yeah, like that. right, right. They're, they're, <laughs> God damn, you're so excited that you knew something. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so it's a dick. Kind of. That's how they draw it in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, what we're gonna be calling a penis for a lot of this episode. There's a biology term that I'm going to say is basically a penis. The term is intromittent organ. See, Andre and I read that as intermittent. Yeah, like, so it's like, I figured it came from the fact that, like, you know, your penis is intermittently large <laughs> yeah. and Andre only and gets to use his dick sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he requests permission. Um, but no, it as you can see, I spelled it correctly. It's intromittent. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, and an intermittent organ is an organ that places gametes into the sexual tract of a mate for the purpose of reproduction. Okay. So and you have kind of an interesting case study of how you think usually that's some male-female dichotomy. That's not always the case. Right. So typically, when we think about intermittent organs and organs, a.k.a. penises, right, we're thinking about them depositing sperm from the male Not into always. the sexual tract of the female, but nature loves exceptions, okay? So, for right. example, one of those is a female neotrolga, which are little insects, look kind of like fleas, that like to hang out around bat guano. Okay. Okay, the females of that species uh, have a structure called a gynosome, and it's basically a female penis. Nice. Okay, in that. I've been dreaming about that for decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Japanese have you taken care of. Yeah, dude. I like watch teeth. And I was like, what's the next step? Ooh, you know what I mean? Very interesting. <laughs> so, so you're, you're telling me bugs invented pegging? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, See, well, that's why I'm telling you, Andre, is it's union. It's like we have an evolutionary knowledge of pegging. And like we self-consciously consider pegging. But that's because we've been pegged for millions of evolutionary years. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if the common ancestor of us and insects was also pegging. You know what I mean? <laughs> this might have been something that Sex came up. Peli, <laughs> dude. But listen, so here's what happens, okay? The female You're saying we have a covergent male. evolution with pegging. The female Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know words, dude. The female mounts the male, inserts the gynosome into the male, okay? Nice dude. Which then swells up like a penis, pops out some spines. Like a penis. Yeah. And then the female is oh, now dude, anchored to the male. My penis is so spiny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to ask you. What's the deal with your penis? We'll get into that later. Um, so so now the female is anchored to the male. I want to get off of that. And then the female kind of hugs the male a little bit. Oh, that's Gives nice. him a little cuddle. I okay? like that too. And now what she's trying to do is she's waiting to capture sperm that comes out of the male seminal duct. But still inside the male. Right? So right. basically, the male comes inside of its body onto the female penis which then kind of slurps up the semen interesting so it's a shaft like a human dick but it's really not anatomically doing the same function in fact it's doing the opposite function right it's opposites very interesting and so one interesting thing here is that you could make a case that the gynosome isn't depositing anything into the male Right. right and so that's a you know that's maybe a complicated issue for the definition of intermittent organ but we do have another example of something where actually the female does deposit something into the male, right? That's with seahorses. So we all know that with seahorses, right, the males can get pregnant, so right? To speak. But what happens is that the female has a penis thing called an ovipositor, cool, that shoves into the male and deposits eggs within the male's brood pouch. Right, but she's not depositing gametes because gametes are specifically only half the genetic material. Well, the eggs are half the genetic material. They're not fertilized yet. Oh! Yeah. I thought... That's... Okay, I didn't realize He that. fertilizes them after they're in the brood pouch. So she f***ed that dude. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> <laughs> Can we edit that out? Can we bleep that? Cut that, cut that, cut that. Stacey, save me. <laughs> um, okay, no, but, so tell me no, about but, No, but honestly, that's interesting to me now because my whole life... Or not my whole life, but, but I've, for a long time, I've, I've known this about seahorses. That the males carried the fertilized eggs, but I assume that the eggs were still fertilized within the female, and then the female transferred the then fertilized eggs to the male. Interesting. So no, his pouch is filled with cum, and she just drops the eggs in there. Basically, yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Okay, so anytime that I say penis in this episode, I could be referring to any intermittent organ, okay? Uh, okay male okay. or female. Like pinkies, your toes, and stuff. Well, you're not Whatever, squirting drop. gametes out of your pinkies and toes. How presumptuous. You better not be. <laughs> anyway. that's, that's some dangerous Why, shit. Why are you right gonna there. call police? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm yes. coming on my toes, you gotta bear me in. Right. So wait, wait, wait. Technically a female seahorse mm-hmm. has an intromittent organ. Yeah. So a penis. Okay. A so female a penis. seahorse has the penis. Yeah, see, I and would they, call that a penis. A lot they, of biologists prefer to call it an ovipositor. Yeah, but that's because they're pussies, right? Like really it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's fucking the male pussy, Throwing right? a lot, around a lot of lot of fighting words. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if we could get a little less all pent up about our sexuality, this is like an awesome lady dick fucking a dude vagina and, like, making some babies. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it's fun. And they're doing cool stuff. Look, we were raised by the same mother and father. That's true. We both wanted that. And we're let down by human evolution. Oh, we're talking about... 
having a, a male. We vagina. both wanted to get got by some all I was a positron. Great. Yeah. We need to keep moving. <laughs> okay, okay, we can't okay. have you just waxing poetic about all the things you wish had happened to you. <laughs> That's gonna take forever. Okay, I'm pretty okay, sure right. Arnold Schwarzenegger started a documentary about this stuff. I think so, I think so. Pumping all the blood the throat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I do want to say all of that stuff up front because some of the things out there are more recognizably penises in a human sense. Yeah. Right? Like a chimp dong and a human dong aren't that different. Although they do have some interesting differences that maybe we'll get into in episode two. One um, tastes different. Right? <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the difference between banana and plantain, right? <laughs> One's kind of more savory. I get you. Um, but some of these other intermittent organs are pretty funky looking. Right. Okay? And so the definition of intermittent organ involves something going into something, right? And therefore, penises are associated with internal fertilization. Okay. Okay. And so for folks that don't know... External fertilization also exists. It happens a lot. It's like, when, so it's like when a frog like squats shit a bunch of sperm. Yeah. Right. That's not, there's no dick there. Right. It's easiest to understand maybe in the water or something like that. Fish will just like dump out a pile of eggs and then some other fish will come over and just like squirt out a bunch of sperm into the water around the eggs. And then right. that's when fertilization happens, right? That's right. all external. There's no penis there. Nobody's putting anything into anybody else. Right. right. That's all happening on the outside. Right. No need for a dong. Right. Okay. Now, that's, that's not... why I have sex in pools. Wait, Since what? I don't have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I just... You just have a koalka? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um, so, that's Nathan, not to say... Nathan actually has hundreds of offspring he doesn't know about because yeah, of all yeah, the times yeah. he's jerked off I, in a public pool. I keep coming in pools. <laughs> and they're all half fish. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have webbed fingers. I've seen Nathan jerk <laughs> off into a pool from the high dive before. It's <laughs> yeah, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if you guys weren't that close as friends. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> That's true. Andre see my house buzz a trial. All right. Yeah, I've gotten his brood pouch. So, <laughs> that isn't to say that all aquatic life has decided against internal fertilization. Okay? Just because they have a whole ocean around doesn't mean that whales and dolphins do external fertilization. They still do the internal fertilization. Right, That's but they why... came from land mammals. Right. It doesn't count. Exactly. But the first penis on the record... That we know about. Yeah. Belongs to a crustacean that was in the water 425 million years ago. Whoa, That looks kind of like a cross between a lima bean and a shrimp. That's actually the Alpha Chad. And it has a huge dong. Okay. So What's huge. What's the Latin name, dude? That scientists called it Columbosathon ectopelicos, which means astounding swimmer with a large penis. Nice. Congratulations, dude. everybody. Dude. We did it. Dude. And so there are even some fish that like to have internal sex. Guppies, for example, which are pretty popular freshwater aquarium fish, actually have an intermittent organ that deposits sperm into female guppies. Nice. And then female guppies, after they kind of like receive that sperm, they can store it for months and then just like use it as desired. Do they feel pleasure? I don't know. My guppy felt pleasure. Just based on its expressions. Lamentable. <laughs> We're now all very sorry. Um, it went, ooh. <laughs> like I liked it. 
So speaking of uh, aquatic dudes with penises, there are some sea slugs. Mm, uh, Momoa. <laughs> there are sea slugs that also like to have penises and do internal sex. Mm. Chromodorus reticula is a nude branch, which is a kind of sea slug. They're really pretty looking. Okay. Yeah. Nudie branch. Go ahead and Google it. And they're all hermaphrodites, which means that they have both the male and female reproductive organs. That's pretty sexy. And so some scientists, coincidentally. But somehow, appropriately, Japanese scientists yes. were observing the mating rituals of the sea slugs. That's like Don't slugs, like, harpoon each other with their penises? Some of them do. It's like a stabbing thing. There's actually a lot of animals that do a sort of forceful injection of their penis, and then the deployment of spines to stay lodged in, and stuff like that. Like, I guess specifically, because, like, there's no, like, vagina. Like, it's, or... or you know, gyno meat or whatever. <laughs> There's like, no like, gyno They just stick them anywhere. They'll just like get them right in the back or something. Yeah, God, that so, sounds a lot like me. So, the, <laughs> so nude branches actually have vaginas. Oh, okay. And penises. Good to know. And yeah. when nude branches have sex with each other, the nude branch that used its penis does not have sex again for 24 hours. They have a once in 24 hour sex period. Yeah, we all have our refractory periods. Yes, Some people are shorter than others. It's probably not for the same reason, because when they were looking into why this was, they found out that it's because the sea slug basically chopped its own dick off after using it. Whoa, dude. Okay. I've never done that. Why? Right. So, these little penises that these sea slugs have, have these tiny little spines on it, not for staying stuck in the female, or, yeah, in the female genitalia. These are all hermaphrodites. But... These spikes seem to collect up any sperm that was already in the vagina. Mm. Okay. And basically, it like kind of soaks up the sperm from any competition that had come in that vagina earlier. Sexy. And so, after grabbing up that enemy sperm and kind of pulling its dick out, the sea slug doesn't want to bring its dick back in because it also has a vagina. And it doesn't want to accidentally uh, get pregnant, pregnant itself with, with the enemy cum. Right. Does it want to get itself pregnant with its own cum? No. No. It doesn't want to do that either. So it only wants... Well, okay. Why does it, it, wants to, it wants if to it, pick if, the nicest cum out there. If they're, if they're all hermaphrodites, why doesn't it want that cum? Oh, because it doesn't know anything about the sea slug that it came from. Right, it's very uh, monogamous. It's just, it's just picky. It's not. It's not that they're monogamous. It's that they want to be able to perform choosy sexu- sexual selection. Ah, uh, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't get to do that if they're just picking up whatever rando cum was in this this other sea slug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're anyway. kind of hard that way, aren't you? <laughs> but you're kind of like a sea slug. So once they pull that penis out and the penis is all messy with a different sea slug's cum, <laughs> <laughs> so so the sea slug is all like. Hey, I'll eat that cream pie out of you, but I'm not gonna swallow it. That is not an animal. That's pretty accurate. So, so they jettison that cock and they go ahead. Stacy's in on this one, dude. And then they go ahead and unfurl a new one, and it takes 24 hours. For all our audience members, this is like literally the first time Stacy react to an episode while we're recording in front of her. She was like laughing and being disgusted, and hey, Andre being here like in real time. It was amazing. So, hey, whoever clicked on this episode saw the word penis and still clicked. This is their fault. I think I'm, true. I'm just gonna call it President's Day. <laughs> President's Day. President's. President's Day special. Um, anyway, so internal fertilization can be useful even in the water, mainly for allowing some control over who fertilizes what. Well, that makes sense. If you just jizz all over the water, your right. jism goes everywhere, right? Right. Right. You just don't really like, got control anymore. Just like anywhere, any restaurant or bathroom. 
<laughs> You're, or off of a high dive, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off a high dive. Yeah. Uh, Andre's got weird problems. All right. <laughs> now we need to take a break. We need a break. Because <laughs> you got to calm down. <laughs> you calm down. You've been a lot. You've been a lot. So let's calm down. And then when we come back, we can go ahead and get into Land Ho. We can talk about what's happening. You calm down. No, dude. That's like, that's what we're talking about. Are we talking about Yahoo Puzzle Pirates? Ooh, <laughs> I remember that game. Let's take a break. I'm a man, so I can't make women's milk. All my nipples make are milkis. Squirting raw milk is out of his nipples. Mickey's made of real man's milk. Okay, so somewhere uh, about six thousand years ago, you know, <laughs> life evolved, and we we evolved onto land, right? Um, and that must put the pressure on Dix, right? Like Dix had to evolve to be terrestrial. So this is a non sequitur. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mostly we ignore that. I'm gonna mostly ignore what you just said, uh, except to say that I read a very interesting thing about Adam's rib, which is related to what you were saying. You mean like you in the Bible? Yes. Okay. Yes. What I heard. I think I'm in the wrong podcast, you guys. I was told this was a science podcast. Is that Adam's rib as a translation? Might be referring to the fact that rib was actually used for any number of bones. Back in the day, including the penis bone of many animals. Ah, so Eve took a dick, basically. She took the penis bone out of Adam, which is why humans do not have a penis bone. That is a spurious. I have a penis bone. It previously belonged to a raccoon, but I do possess it currently. (laughs) Beautiful. Andre implanted it. It's an artistic message. You can actually get I, an artificial... I bought it from a shop of curiosities somewhere in Portland. <laughs> That's like such a Portland thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's very witchy of them. Yeah, dude. Anyway, so you're right in the sense that at some point we moved on to land, okay? And land, there's a lot of different selective pressure than in the water, right? Land is much drier, and so your options for external fertilization are pretty limited, right? Like, even when frogs want to do external fertilization, they need to be, like, be around water somewhere. Right. To be able to do that. The first animal life that moved onto land were invertebrates that were feeding on the plants and shit that moved out a few million years before. Right. Uh, And these were like insects and millipedes and shit like that, right? And as they came onto land, they kind of developed their own penis situation. Millipedes have what are called gonopods, which are basically... They're modified feet. What, What do millipedes do well? Have a shitload of feet, right? Some of those feet are gonopods, which are like little tiny feet. That basically grab a little sperm packet and then, like, shove it into the female millipede while they're big. With your foot? Yeah. That's cool. They kind of they kick it in there. Wow. Another land insect, earwigs, have two penises. One of which apparently points the wrong way. And so biologists for a long time were like, well, that other penis is useless. Because it's not pointing the right way for, like, when... Earwigs bang each other. Yeah, but those are guys who don't get why you have two Wait, wait, wait. The little pincher-looking things on the back of earwigs, are those the penises? No, no, no. Because then they've come to me, like, a lot. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the penis, dude. 
No. Those both point the same way. Yes. So. Yes. They, yeah. they, they have little penises that point in different directions. Okay. So scientists thought that they Why would were, you not uh, have a spare penis? Well, so that's the thing. Yeah. Is scientists did some experiments where they basically lopped off a dick to see if they could still bang Rude. with the leftover dick. And they do. And what they found was they bang just fine. Okay. okay. And out in the wild, you'll find earwigs that only have one of their dicks left. Right. Which seems to suggest that for some reason they're normal, prone to lose dicks. Normal wear and tear. It's like how Roman and Greek statues, right? Like, a lot of their dicks are off now. They sculpted them with dicks. It's just they got hit off by, like, barbarians or Christians or something. Yeah, mostly Christians, right? Yeah, yeah. And earwigs are kind of like that. It's like you need two dicks because one of them is going to get hit off just by the by fact of being alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got Christians. You. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we should all have an extra dick because Christians. But yeah. what are you going to do? We can't all be as lucky as earwigs. So, yes, they do have a spared cock just in case they lose their other one. Okay. Sometime after invertebrates made their transition on the land, like millions of years later, tetrapods, our ancestors, started changing as well. Okay. Mm. And so they were in the water at first. One of the earliest changes in tetrapods was their eyes. Their eyes got bigger and kind of moved more toward the center and top of their heads. Kind of like how crocodiles and alligators have their eyes. Right. Right? And the reason for that probably is they started getting interested in prey, like flying insects or insects on the coast. And once your eyes are above water, they work a shitload better than when they're in the water. Right. And having them forward-facing actually lets you look at prey better outside of the water. Right. So... They were probably kind of like alligators and crocodiles, you know, sort of floating nearby the surface with their eyes kind of poking up a little bit, right? Getting ready to transition over onto land. And so occasionally they'd hop onto the coast to like maybe grab a nice big bug and then kind of flop back into the water or whatever. But at the end of the day, the main point is we generated all of these accumulated changes to tetrapods and they finally moved out onto land. And at some point they were going to want to develop a penis too. Why? Because land is dry. And uh, it's harder to do external fertilization. And if you want to do internal fertilization, yeah. sometimes it helps if you have a little something to really get internal. Some of our audience members are mature enough to know that drag cum don't make babies. That's great. You need wet cum. <laughs> right? I, I, I didn't have that section in the notes. I, I did think people <laughs> knew that already. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So you, you didn't have a dry humping part of the notes? <laughs> <laughs> so... Given that most amphibians do not have a penis, although not all, there is one group of amphibians that do have cocks. Yeah. But most amphibians, Which ones? Uh, the salians, uh, you know what I mean? What? The salians, you, you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. Spelled C A E L I A N S. Aliens, aliens. So aliens with an S in front of it. They Whoa. look coincidence. They, I think not. If you look, <laughs> if you Google them, they look kind of like penises to begin with but okay. they themselves have penises penises got penises that's appropriate but they're the only ones that have a penis all right frogs do not newts right frogs it's, just, it's, are... it's, the, it's the fractal nature of nature right it penises having penises having penises, uh, having I see, penises. Yes, yeah yes, yeah, yeah like you yes. can it's recursive film just like zoom in this is more and more dick and dick and dick and dick and like dick and dick pretty dick. much every aronofsky film yeah right I, I agree with you. That's cool. Um, so, and frogs are a good example of the guys who just like squat come, right? Yeah. And so basically the thing is that they are kind of already having to be around water, right? right? The thing about amphibians is that their skin is very moist, but it doesn't keep water in very well. So they already need to live nearby water. So it was okay for them to keep doing external fertilization. Right. But 
as we got better at living on land and being away from water, it seems like we switched over to doing internal fertilization mm. and therefore wanting a penis. As Andre pointed out, I never did. What does that mean? I just like, well, <laughs> well, so that, that big change came with a grouping of animals called the amniotes. Uh, okay, I'm not one of those. That God makes sense. Why are you doing this? <laughs> You're so naughty. <laughs> okay, so what about the amniotes? All right, hold on. We need to take another break. <laughs> I need you to really? Go. I need you to take a time out. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break. Talk about my cousins, the amniotes. Yeah, we, we are also amniotes. We recognize that, right? <laughs> I'm not an amniote. <laughs> Look, you're an amniote. I ain't no amniote. Your child yeah. currently has yeah, an amniote your, your sack around it. Your child currently exists in... in yeah, 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 it's in the sack. Uh, you guys don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ain't been in there. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break, and when we come back... Okay, we're going to talk about Big Brother's amniotes. <laughs> The following is an actual advertisement. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder how did this happen, or what is that like, or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Okay, so let's talk about this moment in evolution. Yeah, so basically this animal grouping called amniotes, mm. that's us along with all the other mammals. Right. And reptilia, which includes birds. Oh shit. Okay, and so that's what we're talking about here. Are bird? so you know how people say dinosaurs are birds and shit? Birds or dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they also still also part of reptilia? Yes. Like, are lizards dinosaurs then? No. Okay, okay. So dinosaurs are part of amniotes then? Uh, yeah. Whoa. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dinosaurs are part of the amniotes, and dinosaurs had cocks. <laughs> That's very important. Yeah. Their amniotic sacs, though, developed externally, right? In the form of eggs. But, like, uh, still... Yeah, I mean, so they, they then lay those eggs, and that's how dinosaurs probably did it for most dinosaurs. I'm not sure if any dinosaurs are thought to have done live birth. If we made dinosaurs now, could we use Chris Pratt's DNA to, like, finish off the sequences? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a bad movie, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, Chris <laughs> Pratt is an amnio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Therefore, this checks out. Um, so, what the amniotic sac is, is it's this little sac that protects the embryo and lets it stay nice and moist and kind of watery and everything like that. Right. And for some animals, that sac with the embryo inside stays inside their bodies, like us, yeah. for pregnancy. Right. And then for other animals, the embryo and that sac get packaged inside of an egg that gets laid Okay, like right. chicken eggs and dinosaur eggs and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. they're delicious. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you think human eggs would also be tasty? No. Like never. I just think they're too small. Yeah. How would you taste something that tiny? Why is it that human eggs are so much smaller than chicken eggs? Because we don't package our amniotic sac into an egg to exit the body. You say you saying if, that if, if, if we did, if we genetically engineered a chicken egg such that the thing inside of it was fully human, would it be delicious? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm nervous about answering. <laughs> I'm concerned the answer is yes. Um, but what are we supposed to do? Can you imagine Gainer's like a 12-pack of free-range Costco don't, human eggs? Even if Costco sells it, don't eat it, everybody. Okay, that's yeah, all I'm saying. Sure, do true. not eat human eggs. It's like they're bow buns. <laughs> It's like, look, it's there. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, we don't got to eat everything from Costco. All right, look. So to take advantage of being on land and the abilities that this amniotic sac kind of gave to those animals to be able to kind of really get out there onto land away from water, they pretty much seemingly shifted over to internal fertilization. Okay? Right. But not all amniotes have penises Okay, oh. nowadays. And in fact, one of the surviving animals of what seems to be a very, very ancient clade so something that is probably very similar to the most ancient amniote that kind of like uh, is our last common ancestor. Yeah. Is a tuatara. Right. And, and for people who don't know, this is a little thing that lives in kind of like southern Polynesia, New Zealand, right? Right. They look a lot like a lizard from a distance. Yes. But they got a lot of weird little weird things like psychic powers and, and yes. third eyes yep. and, and Illuminati stuff. Yeah, and their jaws are weird. Yeah, and they got, like, funny feet. And they don't have penises, unlike other lizards, which do have penises. Okay? And so, because tuataras are thought to be sort of like... uh, Like proto. Like, way, way back. They're thought to be like a living fossil. Representative of this ancient amniote. Right. There's this question, wait, did amniotes originally not have a penis, and then we've all evolved separate penises over time? Mm, that's a lot of penises. That is, but there were some reasons to think that this made sense. Okay, and so one of the reasons why is that lizards and snakes, for example, have two heads on their penis. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and seems like not that related to what we got going on. Yeah. Right? Ducks have corkscrew penises, but most birds don't have any penis at all. Right. Right. And so it's hard to like reconcile all of that, and maybe it's easier. Wait, wait. How do most birds fertilize another bird? They just uh, rub, they like scissor. They just like rub their cloacas against each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the cloaca is a an area on the body. Yes, where, where piss, shit, and stuff like cum all come out. That's okay? cool. They do something called a cloacal kiss is what uh, it's called. <laughs> which is even a, more disgusting. That's a great album. <laughs> and That's a great ween album. And as Andre said, it is them kind of rubbing their cloacas up against each other. And that, that is indeed how things like uh, chickens, for example, bang. Crazy. Fun. Anyway, yeah, so... I believe the technical term is scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. <laughs> so, uh, some penises out there in the sort of amniote world are always erect. Yeah. Like, crocodile penises are pretty much hardened to collagen, and they are pretty rock hard all the time. Mm. Um, With humans, it depends on the person. <laughs> Turtles have a stiff <laughs> shaft, but an inflatable head. Oh. So that's fun. Wow. Um, some mammals have a penis bone. Right. Uh, humans do not. Yes. So when you're kind of looking at that wide diversity of penises, you could be forgiven for thinking like maybe these did evolve separately. Maybe having a penis is just a common solution to wanting to do internal fertilization. Right. But no. Right. They all come from the same ur cock. Right. Yes, exactly. So the rib of Adam. One way to get a clue into evolutionary stuff is to look at development of an embryo. Okay. And that's a better way is to go back in time. 
That's what happened, right? Is a scientist got in his time machine and went to the first penis and looked at it. And that scientist, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so I like, went back in time and used the first cock. He was magnificent. He was huge. <laughs> <laughs> it splayed splooge all over me. Okay, so the thing about the development of embryos is that a lot of the stages that embryos go through to develop into a full animal kind of mirrors its evolutionary history. Right. And so the earliest stages of embryonic development are kind of in common with things that were related to each other a long time ago. Okay. And so we can look at very so early like embryos. Legs and cocks kind of have similar evolutionary histories then. Because they have a similar function. Okay. Just like, so, frustrating. Like ba balancing. It's frustrating that you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> but we'll get into that It's because I more intuitively understand life than you do. <laughs> but look, so here's the thing. Scientists looked at a bunch of early embryos. And what they saw were penises forming. Yes. And those penises were forming in very similar ways across all amniotes. Even amniotes that end up not having penises. So oh. many birds and tuataras will still develop the early proto-penis in the embryo and then just not fully develop it further. Ah, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, so these things are called genital buds. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, all got, we all got two all got genital two. buds. Ooh, uh, and <laughs> so these paired genital buds are driven by Hox D13 gene expression in early embryos. That's across cool. the board for amniotes. That same gene is involved. Wow. And in squamates, a.k.a. lizards and snakes, these genital buds don't fully fuse together, which is why their penis has two heads on it is because they keep those two buds separate. Whereas for things like humans, the genital buds actually fuse together into a single penis. Is that why we got like two little halvies and then a hole in the middle? So, we'll get into this more in the second episode. Oh my but god. the place where Andre comes in here is potentially very important. Because, <laughs> because in squamates, like lizards and snakes, their penises do not have an enclosed tube. For their oh. They just have like a uh, little ejaculate. They have a little cum canyon. <laughs> <Gross>. Okay. <laughs> An unclosed tube. Dude, do you remember when we went uh rafting, whitewater rafting down Cum Canyon? You weren't there. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> and maybe it was a dream, but you and me were gonna raft on Cum Canyon. <laughs> it's like all this white water it was like ah his splashing and foamy. He's like ah it's crazy, dude. That's great. You almost died, dude. That's great. That was beautiful. Almost drowned. <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> Woke up. Sometimes I wish we had. A wet dream. <laughs> so it's possible that incorrect fusion of that tube. Mm. He's going to play into a little bit of Andre's story next time. We don't got time for it right now. We got that time, guys. <laughs> yes. It turns well, out there's so much more in the magical world of penis than like is can be possibly encapsulated in a single episode of Petri Dish. Oh, yeah. It's way too much. Yeah. We never but, knew that. There are still scientific mysteries to uncover with the penis, okay? Yeah. See, birds tend to get rid of their penis via apoptosis of cells in the genital bud. Yeah. Basically, they start making the genital bud, and they're like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, kid. Like, let's get rid of that shit. Yeah. We don't need that. We can just scissor. Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and kill yourselves because we don't need you cells. All right. But it's not clear if tuataras have the same situation with their non-existent penis. All right. Maybe they just turn off the signaling pathways that make the penis grow further from that stage. Mm. Like the sonic hedgehog signaling pathway. I mean, and with other amniotes, is about how you use it or how big it is. 
I mean, that's a mystery that science hasn't like really gleaned out. Right? Yeah. Once again, I'm a little sad because we are going to talk about that next episode. And oh. you, you have accidentally stumbled again into something relevant. Something very relevant to Andre. So, you know, nonetheless, all of this is to say that amongst amniotes, we all share the same origin to our penis. Okay, so mm. next time you're looking at the four-headed penis of an echidna, yeah. you can think, ah, that's just like me. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I've already been thinking about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You were born thinking about I'm that. I'm an empathetic person because <laughs> I see the soul of a penis. So I've seen a lot of types of cocks. And like looked at it right in the eye, eye hole, and been like, you are me and I am you. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. I imagine that's what an LSD trip is like. Is yeah. you, you end up feeling interconnected to all penises throughout the universe. Yeah. I feel that. Let's I think that makes that. a lot of sense. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, guys, Sean and I are going to go take a LSD trip. <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Mm-hmm. Thank she, you, Stacey. She really, she did she it. She zoned out for <laughs> as much as she could, and I think to the success of this episode, some, she failed oftentimes. Some, sometimes the dong broke through. She was leering and glaring at us <laughs> frequently. Uh, let's also say thank you to Andre, our, our guest for this episode and the next one, so he can talk about his penis. Yeah. Andre has a beautiful kind of penal monologue. Can't wait, up. you guys. It'll be happening. Can't yeah. wait to share it with everyone. His dick's going to be famous. Uh, let's say thank you to Griffin, Street Griff. Oh, we'll see. Because he's delivered, he's delivered something. Yeah, yeah. and maybe I don't know he'll deliver more. It's it's possible. Much like a frog, thus far he's kind of just spermed into the water, <laughs> and like some things are fertile, but uh, uh, you know, pretty soon he's got that organ <laughs> that, that <laughs> might deliver straight package to the heart, <laughs> and we're uh, we're about to see that uh, germinate. You know, that's great. Okay, yeah. look. <laughs> Let's say thank you to Dad for the version that's going to go out there more broadly. For okay. art. For art. For art. We have a Twitter account. It's at Dish Podcast. Ooh. We have a Gmail account. It's at Petri Dish. No, it's not at. It's just Petri at gmail.com. Nice. And then we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Petri Dish. Awesome. Well, guys, you've joined us for Penis Part 1 slash President's Day slash Andrew Jackson. And tune in next time for more penis and then after that for anus. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. it's gonna have to. It's a while. It's inevitable. This Eventually, is the, mangrove force. This is the train that we're on. I've been pushing for mangrove force for a while, and after some dicks and assholes, we'll get to there. I actually did the reading for mangrove force, but then unfortunately, dicks kind of forced their way in. And they're better, <laughs> right? All right, <laughs> all right. Let's let's get out of this. <laughs> See everybody. Wee!